This inspiring message comes to you from Impact Church in Kingston, Ontario, where we are committed to living like Jesus and loving like Jesus. It is our prayer that this message blesses and enriches your life. We're blessed. Anyway, enjoy the word. This is going to be a word that really, you guys just get to sit in the living room tonight, but really this is all for Ray. So we're just going to speak to Ray. But you guys get to join in. Amen? Amen. Amen. Church, isn't God a good God? Yeah. Come on. All the time. You know, he is, um, he's an awesome father. And he is, uh, he's a wonderful, you know, some, some of us have, uh, you know, maybe some bad images of our dads, maybe the way our dads maybe treated us. But you know, God's a good God. And he's a faithful God. Rachel, it is an honor to be here tonight, uh, to uh, be a part of your ordination service, and um, to... (laughs) I didn't do anything, man. (laughs) Was that you? (laughs) Um, It is an honor to be here. And, you know, um, I forget how many years now, it's probably three or four years um, that we've gotten to know you, and um, we prayed with you uh, for Richard, and uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, we prophesied to you about Richard. <laughs> Richard, it's an honor to be here with you tonight, too, as you, uh, as you stand beside your wife and to see what God has done in your life. Uh, in, a, in such a short time, how you have grown and matured in God, and you're being used by God already. I saw you on the guitar today, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's a real privilege to be here to celebrate with the two of you. And um, I, I want to read something, because uh, I sent it actually to Rachel this morning, um, that I saw an article about women in ministry. And one quote really stood out to me, because, you know, there's a big debate on women in ministry, and um, uh, a number of great theologians who have passed on uh, kind of gave their thoughts on women in ministry. And one really stood out to me, so I want to start with that. And it says, if God endows women with spiritual gifts, which he does, and thereby calls them to exercise their gifts for the common good, which he does, the church must recognize God. must recognize God's gifts and callings, must make appropriate spheres of service available to women. Amen. 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 As I said this morning, you can interact with me, you can say amen or ouch. Okay? Now, it, it goes on. It says, and should ordain that is, commission and authorize them to exercise their God-given ministry, at best in team situations. And so there is a team here. And so we're ordaining her into a team that is going to be strengthened as of tonight. Now, it's already been strengthened, but we're confirming and we're going to anoint her tonight But I want you to hear this impact. You're going to feel a new strength come to you. Amen? Our 
It says this, our Christian doctrines of creation and redemption tell us that God wants his gifted people to be fulfilled, not frustrated, and his church to be enriched by their service. I think one of the things that is awesome to see is when churches release women to their fullest potential. Amen? Now, I've been married to one woman for 30 years, and she is a gifted, strong, I emphasize strong, woman. And I have never been insecure about her ministering either in my place or higher in higher levels than me at all because I want her to succeed. Amen? That should be the heart of every husband, that they want their wives to succeed. That's another point. But I want to congratulate <laughs> I want to congratulate you in this moment in your life. Um, this is a moment of recognition for you of what God's been doing, what he has done, and what he will continue to do in your life. Uh, we're here to confirm before the church the work that God has done in your life. He's going to add strength, as I said tonight, to the church. Um, you've proven yourself to be a wonderful woman of God, a great leader, a woman with wisdom and counsel, and uh, I want to say this, great grace. Great grace is on your life. And um, I want you guys, if you have your Bibles tonight, we've probably got it on the overhead, but I want you to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. This is a commission and a charge that Paul gives to Timothy. And um, so Timothy is his young protege. He's, uh, he's getting into the ministry. Uh, Timothy became a mighty apostle uh, in, in the church of Ephesus, I believe. And uh, God was doing great things in Timothy's life. And so I want to just take point by point tonight. We're, we're not going to be long, trust me, because uh, I want to eat too. Oh, we have other things to do. Um, but uh, I want to just kind of drop some thoughts uh, where Rachel is. And, I, and I, I hope as you listen to what I say to Rachel that you will get the gist of what the believers need to receive from Rachel. Okay? So uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to, to 5. And I'm just going to kind of take it point by point. So verse 1. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in the view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge, Paul says. And Rachel, the first thing I want you to recognize, and Paul recognized this, is that we really do it for the audience of heaven. And so we're ordaining it tonight, and uh, it's important you understand that you're doing it for the audience of heaven, that God the Father and God the Son and the Holy Spirit are looking down, and really, at the end of the day, that's why you do what you do. And it's important to know that because there's going to be moments, and there's going to be pressure, and there's going to be difficult times, and not everybody is going to like what you do. But we're not doing it for the approval of men, if I can say that. We're doing it for the approval of God. And so I, I, I think it's really important that uh, I want you to know that God is going to help you. God is going to watch over you. God is going to be with you, and he will strengthen you when you need strength. He will encourage you when you need encouragement, and he will be with you in every situation that you face. I know you know that, 
But, uh, you know, I think it's important for Paul to, he recognized that, hey, we're not doing it for man. We're doing it for God. I know that's helped me in many times when there's been discouraging moments. Anybody have a discouraging moment here? You know, uh, I, I was a senior pastor for about two years. And I took over a church, and, and it was kind of a bit of a mess. Anybody been in a mess? Um, and, and it was a mess. And, and um, I took over that church for two years, and it was like all hell broke loose. And, and I, I, I couldn't believe the amount of pressure that came on my life as I stepped into another role of authority. And um, it was so important for me to have people around me encouraging me and lifting me up. And I, I want you to understand that Rachel is stepping into a level of authority in her life. Not to lead authority, but she's stepping into a new level of authority. And she's going to need you every once in a while to come behind her and say, hey, you're doing a good job. Yeah. Amen? That, that we know, okay, heaven's looking down, but so are we. And we're saying, hey, keep going. You're, you're doing a good job. Can I hear an amen to that? Amen. And so then he says this. He says, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to say. Nobody here. It's the people out there. Right? But that's the truth, isn't it? We don't want to always want to hear the truth, but the truth needs to be spoken. And then he says, they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all of your duties of ministry. So I got five things I want to just drop into your spirits. And number one, I want to encourage you to preach the word. I know you do. But I want to encourage you to preach the word. Preach it as one having authority that is listened to and received. The, the word there, preach, it actually means to proclaim as one who has authority to be listened to. And so tonight as we ordain her to ministry and we lay hands on her, there's an authority that's going to come on her life. It's already there. We're just going to recognize it. But there's an authority. And so when she stands to speak or she's talking to you, she's not just talking about as Ray. But she's now talking as God's appointed servant to maybe speak into our lives. Isn't that true? And so when she's preaching or she's teaching or she's instructing, she's actually in a position where you and I need to receive and listen to her. That's what it actually means. And so I want to encourage you, church, that this is an, a really important point. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, The word of God is quick and powerful, rightly dividing between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of heart. Listen, in, in this day, I, I read this article this afternoon, and, and uh, this, this particular guy was saying, this is how you need to give a talk. He's a preacher of a large church. He said, this is how you need to give a talk. And he said, talk without notes. And you're going to kind of get this little thing. And I, I, just something rose up in me and said, I'm not here to talk to you. I'm here to preach to you. I'm here to put something in you. Now, I'll, I'll talk to you in the coffee. 
But, but we're not here to just sit and have a little cup of coffee. Lives depend on what comes from the Word. Do you, have you come to church every once in a while and you're saying, God, I need, you, I need to hear from you today. Well, I, you don't want me to talk. Like, let's have a little kumbaya session. Nice little points, nice little ditties and stories. You need to hear something that gets in here and resonates with you. That actually the Word of God comes into your heart and it goes, Okay, we got soul and spirit. Your spirit is alive, but your soul needs some work. The mind, the will, the emotions, right? And so the Word begins to come, and as it's preached, all of a sudden the Word says, Okay, hey, that's thought. That lie you've been believing, now it's time to deal with it. And when you preach, that's what you want to preach. You want to preach with authority. So it's okay to have a couple of stories and once in a while it makes people laugh. But listen, remember, we're not here to talk. We're here to preach the word. So Rachel, preach the word. Come on, preach the word. Never depend on your own strength and your own understanding, but allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you the word of God. There's many times I'll come up with notes and then all of a sudden God's just speaking to me. And I just, you know, boom, 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 preaching something and it's not even in my notes. People will come up to me sometimes and they'll say, hey, that point you made, that was awesome. It really spoke to me. I go, I didn't make that point. That wasn't even in my notes. I didn't say that. But the Holy Spirit said it because they were ready to listen. Amen, church? So Rachel, preach the word. Preach it with authority. As you stand in the pulpit, preach with authority. God is going to anoint you with authority tonight. Amen? Second thing, he says, be instant, in season and out of season. You know, for the preacher, there's only two seasons. In season and out of season. It's true. Isn't that true, Charlie? You are, sometimes you're in season. You're just ready to go. You've got to learn from God. Other days, Jesus, help me. I need you, Lord. Listen, there's sometimes in the church, there's people who are in season, they're ready to listen, and people who are out of season, they don't listen. Preach the word anyways. Preach the word anyways. Declare God's truth anyways. I remember uh, young, when I started out in ministry, um, I would get a call at 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday night. Hey, uh, I'm not feeling well this, this evening. You've got to preach in the morning. Huh? That word came in season right there. I had to be in season. I had to be ready. So, you know, part of that is your own devotional life, your own prayer time. I know you're a woman of the word and a woman of prayer, so you're always ready. But even in the difficult, difficult seasons, the difficult moments, the, the pressures of life, and when Richard's not making you coffee in the morning. You know, that kind of stuff, right? Picking on Richard tonight. All right. But be ready at any moment to preach God's word. Be instant in season. Preach the truth at any time, whether it's popular or not. Whether it's popular or not. Whether people look at you. You know, can I tell you a story? I remember one time I was preaching in my own church. And I was preaching and there, there was a guy at the back doing this. I mean, he was adamant. And you know what I did? I looked right at him and preached away. I'm saying, in my spirit, I said, you're not going to mess me up. I preached one time. This is no joke. You might have this sometime, Rachel. But I, I preached one time. I preached on the, 
role of a shepherd and the role of sheep. And I had a guy come into my office on Tuesday morning and rake me over the coals and said, I am not a sheep. <laughs> and see, I was only 20, 22 at that time, so I sat and listened to him. But you know what I would have done at this age of my life? I'd have said, excuse me for a moment. I'd have gone out, got in my car, and drove away. I would have let him sit in my office. I would have let him sit in my office and look at my books and maybe read something and get convicted. So preach the word. Now, I want, I want you, church, listen. I want you to get ready because this is going to apply to you. Okay? Here's the third thing. Rachel, from time to time, reprove, rebuke, and encourage. Now, I'm going to break those words down. The first one is reprove. It actually means to convict, to bring to light, to correct, to call to an account. That's what the word means. So let me just kind of give you some thoughts. Preach the word with conviction so that it will convict others. How many have ever felt convicted when the word gets preached? Hey, I got convicted this morning for my own preaching. Seriously. I did. You need, to, you need to be open to that. And so Rachel, preach with conviction so that it convicts others. Preach so as to bring light or call to account people's intentions and thoughts. To expose the condition of your heart. Listen, good preaching should get you thinking about what's going on in your life. It should call some things out. And when that happens, be blessed with that. That's the Holy Spirit working in your life. If you never get moved by preaching, it's not always the preacher. It could be, I need some, you know, ear things to get the wax out of my ears. And Rachel, preach. Preach so that people feel an internal correction that takes place in their lives. I was preaching this message one time and this lady came up to me. She said, I wanted to stand up and scream and say, Stop! I said, Was I that bad? She goes, No. She says, You were talking about the persecuted church. And you were, you were taking on these scriptures and everything in me wanted to say, Stop! I can't take this anymore. I'm not living in this such a way that I would be able to handle that. And I was able to just kind of minister to her to kind of get her life back on track. Preach so there's an internal correction. Listen, this is for you, church. Correction. People who re receive correction actually exhibit a great level of maturity. They have recognized the safety that a reproof can actually bring to their lives. Look, let's all be people who welcome the wounds of a friend as they bring life to our souls. You know, Pastor Cameron and Sandra have worked with Rachel for a number of years, and they uh, have proven her life. They've watched over her life. They've seen how she's handled things and how she's counseled. So today, as they recognize her and we lay hands on her, they're saying, this is a safe person. 
She's not going to intentionally take out her sword and just go along with stabbing people. <laughs> but from time to time, she may have to come and begin to talk to you and, to, and just kind of unfold some intentions in your heart and issues in your life. And if you'll be open, the Lord will take you to another level of maturity in God. And you will grow and you will, you will begin to flourish. You know, there's a reason why some people never flourish. It's because they never let someone come and prune some things off their lives. They never let correction come to them. They never let adjustment. They don't want to take steps of, of service or steps of increase or steps of, of, that would get them out of their comfort zone. But if you'll let the Word begin to correct you, you're going to flourish. You're going to prosper. Can I hear an amen to that? Then he says this. He says, um, rebuke. Now, now, I thought rebuke mean, you know, you're wrong. That's not what rebuke means. It actually, listen, this is what it means. To show honor to, to raise the price of a thing, to silence or check. So our preaching should call people to show honor to something higher than themselves. Our preaching should increase the value of God's word in people's lives. Our preaching should bring a silence and a check to ungodly attitudes in living. Our preaching should call people to another level and to elevate their thinking towards heaven. So don't be afraid to reprove somebody once in a while. Don't be afraid to step on some toes every once in a while. Because listen, you're trying to take them to another level. Come on, you're trying. We talked about this morning, accelerate. How many want to accelerate? Well, how many know if, if you're going to do that, you've got to be willing to let your, your mind and your thinking go to another level. Amen? And then the last thing he says, he says, encourage with all patience. And that means to call to one side, to comfort, to counsel, and to entreat. Our preaching should bring comfort to the weary and the downtrodden. And this morning, we watched as God began to minister to people how their hearts were tenderly ministered to and cared for and, and, and comforted. Our preaching should carry the spirit of counsel and encouragement for people to stay the course and to keep sound doctrine. Our preaching should uh, believe that people can and will succeed. Our preaching should have the spirit of faith attached to it at all times. And so I've watched Rachel, because we've been involved in a lot of your encounters. I think all of your encounters, right? And I've watched Rachel come, and, and I've watched her just sit, probably with some of you. And I've watched her just put her arm around and just start to cry. And just, just begin to minister. And I've watched healing take place in the lives of people. And so I confirm that on you that that's such a great gift and it's, it's such a, a wonderful thing that you are an encourage of others. But I want to encourage you to keep doing that because it's one of your greatest strengths, actually, to be a voice of encouragement. You know, Paul says that there'll come a time when people will no longer endure sound doctrine. And I, I hope there's no one here that's not willing to endure sound doctrine. We're living in an age where people are are, they're going off on all kinds of tangents. Going off on all kinds of things. I mean, they're more, uh, they, they're more concerned about angels and all kinds of stuff than the Word of God. I'm, I'm all into angels. I like angels. I, I prefer to have angels are with me. 
I've had people say, there's a couple of big guys standing beside me. I've never seen them, but I'm good with that. But listen, stay with the truth. Stay with the Word. Let the Word get into you. Let the Word, let the doctrines of God get into your spirit. Yesterday, or uh, Friday afternoon, I was just kind of, I just so moved in my spirit. I took about an hour and a half, and I went back to this book I have called The Doctrines of the Bible. And I just opened it up, and I began to read the doctrine of God. And I began to just study God's essential attributes. His omnipresence and his omnipotence and, and uh, his omniscience and, and uh, that God was love. God is love. And began to study that. And then his moral attributes, that he's faithful, that he's a good God, that he's a kind God. Well, listen, if you don't know that about God, you're going to believe all kinds of strange stuff. So Rachel preached God. Preach the doctrines. Don't be afraid to preach the doctrines. Don't be afraid to stand and say, this is the Bible. This is what we believe. Because God will be with you. And the last thing he says, he just gives some final words to Timothy. And so I'm just going to rattle them off. Keep your head in all situations. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. The Bible actually says be sober. And so what it means is don't be intoxicated to the point that your defenses are down. So keep your head at all times. Endure hardship. We don't like that term, but the reality is, is ministry will create hardships from time to time. Um, I've had situations where I've had people swear at me. Uh, I've had people call me the devil incarnate. I, I actually had a guy write me a registered letter. Came to my door. I was dumb enough to sign it. I signed it. I opened it up. And he gave me 16 points. I still have it. He gave me 16 points of why I was the devil incarnate. It was awesome. <laughs> None was scriptural. But he, you know, he, he called me proud and arrogant. And maybe there was a little bit of that in me. That, I'm good with that. I, I, I took that and I waited on the Lord and said, okay, God, just keep humbling me. But listen, ministry can be hard sometimes. So endure. Endure. That word means to stand under. To stand when others would not want to stand. You stand under it. You just, you just endure. God will get you through it. God will get you through it. You know, I've been serving the Lord for well over 30 years. I've been in ministry for 30 years. You know what? I'm more excited today about ministry than I was when I was 22. Now I just told you my age. But I'm more excited. And if I could sit for an hour and tell you all the negative stuff that I have gone through, you'd have wondered, how did I didn't end up in a psycho ward? Because I had some nasty stuff happen to me in ministry. But you know what? God has been my strength. And I've learned to endure hardship. And when you endure there's a joy that comes into your soul and your spirit. This is for someone in the church tonight. Listen, you need to endure. You need to endure hardship. You need to stand when others would say, fall. You stand and you watch what God will do. God will, do. God will deliver you. God will set you in a right place. Amen, Gary. Good point. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Do the work of an evangelist. The, the idea here, Rachel, is to proclaim the good news. The good news. Not the bad news. The good news. 
keep preaching the good news. I know you work with all the new people that come into the building and there's such a grace on your life. And I just want to see, I see that expanding in a greater measure for you. I, I believe God's going to link some people into the house of the Lord with you. You're going to build a great team. And, and this church, listen, this church is going to be known as a church that loves people. That when people come in, people are home. Amen? The last thing he says, he says, make full proof of your ministry. And I just want to say this to you, Rachel. Uh, you have a lot of gifts. You are one talented lady. Isn't that true, Richard? That's a good point. He needed to say that. <laughs> but, but she is a very talented person. She's an author. She's a blogger. She, she's a preacher. She counsels. And, 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 like, she's multi-gifted. But I'm here to tell you this. Listen to this. It says, make full proof of your ministry. I believe God's going to increase your gifts. I believe God's going to bring a full measure. You're, 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 you're maybe just about half full right now. But God's going to fill you up in a, in a greater measure. God's going to use you. God's going to increase you. There's new things on the horizon for you. This is going to be a great day. Carry out your service to the fullest. With all that you are and with all that the Spirit of God keeps giving you, keep going on. Amen? So, Rachel, tonight I just bless you. I, I say it's so awesome to be here. It's an honor. I want to encourage you. Look, do everything that's in your hand. I believe God will order your steps that God will do great things. He'll cause you to see miracles and lives transformed by His Word and His power. God's going to greatly use you to speak life over people, see them delivered from bondages of sin, and great days are ahead for you. Amen? Thank you for taking the time to listen to one of our messages from Impact Church. We hope and trust that this message encouraged you. If you want to find out more information about our church, check us out online at www.impactkingston.com. 